hello and welcome. We are excited to come to you this week with an updated version of our very first episode. During it, we answer questions we get asked on a daily basis, like, what is child life? How did you learn about this field? And why we've decided to make a podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Medical Mamas. I'm Allie, here with my co-host, Melissa. We are the founders of Medical Mamas, certified child life specialists, and mamas of little ones. Hey, I'm Melissa. Our goal for this podcast is to provide parents with resources to aid in navigating acute medical experiences, general wellness, child development, and life transitions from birth through young adulthood. We are so excited for you to be joining us. Almost every time I introduce my role to a family, they look at me with blank stares, a face I become very familiar with, one that says, I have no idea what you are talking about. And that's okay, because I've learned that part of our job as child life specialists is explaining our job. Because let's be honest, child life specialist is a very vague term. Unless you've had experience with a child life specialist, you probably haven't really heard of it. The ACLP, which is our governing board, the Association of Child Life Professionals, they define child life specialists' role as helping infants, children, youth, and families cope with the stress and uncertainty of acute and chronic illness, injury, trauma, disability, and bereavement. They provide evidence-based developmentally and physiologically appropriate interventions, including therapeutic play, preparation for procedures, and education to reduce fear and anxiety. I know that those of you listening are probably like, well, how am I supposed to digest all of that? We can break it down a couple of different ways. When we're out talking with friends and family, a lot of times we will explain ourselves as I work in a psychosocial capacity with the kiddos. So we work alongside medical professionals, try to ease the hospital experience for kids and teens to make it a little bit more understandable for them and at their developmental level. When I'm in the hospital, a lot of times the term like a hospital teacher is used. And that's just because a lot of what we do is making it an education experience and helping kids advocate for themselves and teaching them about things so that there's no surprises when it comes to the sequence of events when a procedure is about to happen, you know, what happens first, second, third, and that way they have that anticipation and they have the ability to ask questions. A lot of what we do too is helping them find distractions to ease their nerves a little and help them focus on what will make the procedure or the experience go a little smoother. Also offering them choices. You know, there are different age groups, all like a little bit of control when something around us is really unexpected. And so providing kids and families that liaisonship to ask those questions and be that intermediary for them if they're uncomfortable asking the medical staff themselves. Both of us are child life specialists and have been for a handful of years. 
We met at the same hospital and we worked on different units, but we were able to get to know each other. And both of us always had a desire to create a big difference. I wanted to have a bigger reach than just the individual patients that I was working with on a day-to-day basis. And to help spread the awareness of the field of child life, I felt like if people knew about child life, then they could ask for child life support during medical procedures. Because if you don't know, you can't ask. And even if that didn't work, to at least have the knowledge to be able to best advocate for their kiddo, to know what to ask. And I think a big part of that spark came when we became moms. We really realized that this knowledge that we had gained through our education and certification to become child life specialists would be so beneficial to so many other caregivers than just being a professional in a clinical setting. We figured there's got to be a way that we can help better advocate for the kiddos in our lives and help other professionals and moms navigate the challenges that occur through childhood and adolescence. All in all, we wanted a way to really share this knowledge more, to really get it out there so that you have those as resources. We're here to be a resource for you. I have been on the being a parent in a hospital setting with our small child and being on that side is very eye-opening after the work we do because now we're the parent receiving the medical news. But having your spouse with you who's not in the medical field or isn't walking those halls every day is really, really eye-opening to get their perspective. And so in my particular story, my little one, we had to go to the emergency department and there were some tests being done, some scans and such. It was kind of this moment where I was sitting there in the emergency department. My spouse looked at me and said, I had no idea that a non-sedate MRI was an option when the physician had come in and said, just plainly, we're going to be doing a sedated MRI. That's a whole other set of medical equipment. There's a whole other set of risks involved. And the reality was for Bean's age and coping ability, there was an option for a non-sedate. And so things like that, we want to dive deeper into and let you know some of the options out there or some of the questions that you may not even know are available for you to ask. As a parent going into the medical situation, oftentimes it's really intimidating to talk to doctors and to try to question what they're saying because they are a doctor. They're kind of an authoritative figure. They have the knowledge. As parents, part of our job is to be that advocate. We just want to help you be able to do that. Let's tell these people a little bit more about us. Al's going to dive in and tell us about her journey to child life, because I think it's important that everybody knows kind of where we came from and how we came to find this niche field that seems to still be finding itself on the map. I have always been interested in the medical field, and I always knew I wanted to do something in medicine. And so to prepare for that, I got a job at the hospital, and I was really able to see the day-to-day life of a nurse. And I just realized that's not what I want to do. I felt like the nurses I worked with, they always had something they had to be doing. They were always busy. It wasn't the time connection with patients that I was looking for. So as a pre-nursing major, one of the classes you had to take was child development. Took the class and 
absolutely fell in love with it. So I switched to child development. They had an intro to professions class where professionals would come and talk to individuals within the major. A child life specialist came and they talked to us. And I literally, while she was talking, was like, that's <laughs> it. Like, that's what I've been looking for. And so I knew that I had to go talk to her. I went up to her, grabbed her contact information. And from then on, I did everything I could to make becoming a child life specialist happen. Mel has her own story, and I actually haven't really heard it from you. I had gone to college thinking, oh, I was all over the place. Um, I think I had landed on pre-vet, but I got into college and I was like, maybe it's not checking all the boxes. I first came across child life. I was on my first break home from college. There was a full page article in one of the local newspapers. It was all about a local child life specialist. And I remember my parents, they turned the newspaper around and they passed it across the table to me. And they said, well, if we're not mistaken, this kind of sums up the various things you've been trying to piece together and we didn't really know existed. And that really was my aha moment. And from that moment forward, I went back to school and I ended up being a major in psychology with focuses in child development, art and education. So a lot of my psych was all pediatric and child focused mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the development components. And Al, I know we have so much overlap here because we really met pretty early on after we both were certified. We have both worked primarily PRN in our careers. And then we both did take these full-time positions at one of the area hospitals. And that's where we met. I was mm -hmm. covering the neonatal intensive care unit and the gastrointestinal slash intestinal rehabilitation unit, which those two paired together is a very interesting combo. And it was very different, yeah. <laughs> very different populations of kids, but it was to clear it up. It was more just proximity of the way the hospital was laid out that I was covering both of those units, but I'll, I'll let you jump in and tell what you were covering. Yeah. So I started out on an inpatient floor, which was their like short stay unit. So essentially kids were there for like 24 to 48 hours, real quick turnovers, mostly like kiddos with respiratory stuff, asthma attacks, that type of thing. And shortly after I started, there was actually an opportunity to move to the radiology department. And I love outpatient. I love the medical aspect of child life, the procedures, the education behind the procedures and the preparation that we can do and the support that we provide to kids. And so when the opportunity presented, I like jumped on it. I was like, please, like I want to be in radiology. So I was able to switch to radiology, which was super awesome. And then during that whole time, I had been working PRN as well, and then just kept that going after having my kiddo and my other little one. <laughs> and coincidentally, I had my little one about nine months after Allie had had her first. So it's kind of cool because as we mentioned before, like that really defined a whole new level of friendship for us, kind of navigate this new motherhood journey together. But like her, I had that full-time position, except mine was inpatient. So a little bit different, especially both of those units that I was on often had longer stay patients. And a lot of my kids would come see her just because of the procedures that they were having done, especially my gastro kids go down to radiology for imaging. So Al and I collaborated a lot. Right. So 
that's our overlap. But since having my little one, I too maintained my PRN. And so coincidentally at the same coincidentally at the same hospital. But anyway, it's really nice to have our kiddos at home and then also doing what we love, which is child life work. And now obviously doing this fantastic podcast for all of our caregiver friends out there and child life friends out there. Funny that sometimes stories collide that you can be so different, but so alike at the same time. So we are super excited for what's to come in the future. We have a lot of different ideas and great topics and guests. So we want to hear from you guys too. Definitely. Thanks for listening. See you soon. If you like what you heard today and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. And we'd love if you write us a review and share with your friends.